Saturday, 13th of January, 2024. Claudius Lysias, to the most excellent Governor Felix. Greetings. Acts 23, 26. The narrative previously noted that the commander wrote a letter to Felix, the governor. The introductory salutation of that letter now begins, saying, Claudius Lysias. By giving his name here, we finally learn the commander's identity. Until this point, he has been referred to many times as the Kiliakos, a commander over a thousand men, and simply translated as the commander. His first name, Claudius, is Roman. It was probably a name he assumed from Emperor Claudius, maybe when he received his citizenship. The second name appears to be Greek, and was probably his name before becoming a citizen. Thus, he was probably originally a Greek, or from the various Greek-speaking peoples within the empire. He next writes, To the Most Excellent Governor Felix. The title, Most Excellent, Kratistos, is the same title that Luke gave to Theophilus at the beginning of the book of Luke. It will be used two more times, both in Acts and both spoken during formal discourse with the appointed governor. The word is an adjective, coming from kratos, a word signifying might, strength, dominion, power, etc. Thus, it literally means strongest. As for the word translated as governor, it is hegemony or hegemony. In classical Greek, it is used to refer to various leadership positions. The verse ends with greetings. The word used, chairo, is the same as was used in Acts 15.23 and in James 1.1 in the introduction of those letters. This letter may have been sent unsealed, thus it might have been read by Paul. It may have even been that he read it as the commander wrote it out. Or it may be that Paul or Luke was provided a copy of it in Caesarea. Thus, the substance of the letter has been recorded in Scripture. Life Application This is a very short and simple verse, and yet it has details that give us a fuller understanding of how things were at the time of the Apostles. Knowing the meaning of the words used can help us to piece together how people interacted what words were commonly used in various settings, such as the introductory greetings to letters, what type of lines of authority existed, and so forth. When you come to short, seemingly insignificant verses like this, don't just quickly brush past it. Instead, take time to consider how such interactions are similar or different to how our modern world is structured. Quite often we can see that things were not at all that different in the past. Though time is marching on, the human race remains in pretty much the same state that it has always been in. Until the return of Jesus, it will be so. Societies will evolve and devolve in a manner not unlike those recorded in the Bible. The main thing that directs them is their relation to laws intended to govern the sinful traits of man. When societies punish wrongdoing in a just and fair manner, they will tend to prosper. When they treat citizens in a respectful way, there will be harmony, etc. However, when society moves away from such things, chaos begins to enter and societal breakdown occurs. These things can be seen in scripture, in the writings of societies, 
and in the way societies are moving before our eyes. When Jesus comes for his people, a new order of things will come about. Someday, a perfect government without any sin will be realized. It will have perfect harmony, and there will be eternal communion and fellowship with our Creator. This is what God has done for us. It is now offered to us through the giving of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, O oh God, for the precious hope we possess. Someday, we will no longer have to deal with our fallen nature. Maybe today, we will be granted a new direction and an eternal state of joy and fellowship in your presence. How we long for that day. We possess this hope and are highly anticipating its coming about. Even so, Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. From Claudius Yaisius to the most excellent governor, Felix. Greetings! Greetings. Acts 23 verse 26.